You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. It's party time up in this mother... It's crazy. It is a little crazy. Also, my family's gone, so I have the ability to yell as loud as I want. I can do whatever I want. But, uh, yeah, man, it's going down. It's going down. Been a long day. Oh, what a day. (laughs) What a fucking day. Yeah, Denzel gets it, man. Denzel's been stressing. He has been straight smoking up a storm over there. You should see him. Guy can't even walk right. Screaming Jake up and down the street. He's going crazy over there. Anyways, as I said, I think, this is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to participate, please feel free to call in 608-501-0718. Air your grievances, your thoughts, your questions, your comments, concerns. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We do have one of those. Uh, I think I recognize the name. Maybe he hasn't called in before. I don't know. Um, I... This is one of those things where I feel compelled to go directly to all the calls that are post Aaron Rodgers announcement, but I'm not going to do that. We're just going to try to run through these and we'll get caught up when we get caught up. Uh, But let's get it kicked off with our first caller. Everything looks good. Ready to rock and roll. Here we go. Hey, Uncle Rico here. Hey. First time caller. All right. There you go. Just wanted to express my thoughts on the Aaron Rodgers situation yeah let's do that aaron Rodgers, uh head coach gm personnel guru that yeah, guy that guy the I know. one that's a real thorn oh. in my side and <laughs> yeah anyway so get rid of the guy let's start fresh not saying jordan love is the answer maybe he's terrible yeah but we would probably know that if our coach had a backbone and he would have <laughs> played him when Rodgers broke his thumb last year, I don't know what that's all about. Right. Hit the bench, let your thumb heal, come back strong, maybe make the playoffs with a good thumb. I don't know. Yep. Seems logical to me. Or maybe if our GM, our other GM, not Aaron Rodgers, the other one would have got rid of Rodgers when he was valuable and not given him a monster contract that mm-hmm. put us in the sh- have a great day Rico out I appreciate the call Uncle Rico um no I'm I'm with you on all that um hindsight you know it's one of those things I guess but um I don't know I I I guess overall are we upset with the situation we're in I I feel like we 
ran the Rodgers train all the way into the ground, which I guess is a good thing. The contract is not ideal, but really at the end of the day, the contract is going to make it so that we can't do as much as we probably would be able to this year cap-wise, and also we're not getting as many picks as we would otherwise. I mean, if, if, if his contract wasn't $60 million that had to be paid, and let's say it was a normal amount like 20 or 30, um, even with his drop-off in play, we'd, we'd be talking multiple first-round picks and it wouldn't even be debatable. So that that's where that contract also really hurts us. But still at the end of the day, we've got the full amount of Aaron Rodgers that we could possibly get, all the MVPs, all the great seasons, all the wins, we have a quarterback ready to go, thanks to Brian Gutekunst and his foresight. You know, everybody wants to be mad about the Jordan Love pick, but where would we be right now if we didn't get Jordan Love? What would our options be? Who would we have drafted? And just think what situation we'd be in. You know? I mean, all the think about all the people. This is what's funny. Think about the fact if we hadn't drafted Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers is contemplating retirement or playing for the Jets, I have a feeling... I don't know, but I have a very strong feeling the exact same people that are eviscerating Gutekunst for every single thing that the man does, that are furious at him for even contemplating drafting Jordan Love. You know what they'd be saying if we hadn't drafted Jordan Love? They'd be furious that we're sitting here with no quarterback. How do you not have a plan? You knew that Aaron Rodgers was coming to the end. You knew that he'd been contemplating retirement for years. You saw the drop off in play. You did nothing. Nothing at quarterback. And now we are with nobody and we have nothing. And we have to get a quarterback and we're not within striking distance. So now what are we going to do? Are we going to are we going to sell everything to go up and try to get somebody? Maybe, maybe we can go up and get somebody. We got to sell multiple first round picks now to try to go up and try to get one of these garbage quarterbacks in a terrible quarterback year. But what would have happened? What would you have? We have drafted what Desmond Ritter last year. That guy is terrible. Matt Corral, unfortunately, he was uh, pretty garbage. Sam Howell, what about last year? There were no quarterbacks for us. There's no quarterbacks. Kellen Mond was about our only option. Davis Mills, Kyle Trask, Jamie Newman. If we did not get Jordan Love in that draft, and you can say, what about Jalen Hurts all you want, but that would not have made anything better. It would have just been worse. You're complaining about, everybody's complaining about Jordan Love because he was potentially considered a second round pick. Could you imagine if they drafted Jalen Hurts in the first round? Oh my good Lord. And remember, nobody would have seen him. And you know what? Jalen Hurts was not good the first year he played. So after all this time, he would have come out, he would have played, he probably would have been bad in his first year, and it would have been absolutely brutal, you freaking idiot. And beyond that, there's a good chance Jordan Love would be out there tearing it up somewhere, and the narrative would be, you could have had Jordan Love! Where would we be right now if we didn't draft Jordan Love? Think about that. What's the plan? Would we have to have gone out and got... Derek Carr? Is that what we would have need to have done? Jimmy Garoppolo? Matthew Stafford? See if we can get him to hobble to a couple more wins this year? There have been no quarterback prospects. None. In fact, almost none of these guys are even good at football. Trevor Lawrence is the only one that seems like he's going to do anything. Zach Wilson's a complete joke. Justin Fields is terrible. Trey Lance is terrible. Mac Jones is bad. Malik Willis is a joke. Desmond Ritter is terrible. Matt Corral is terrible. Kenny Pickett maybe is okay. 
Maybe. So aside from the number one overall pick in 2021, there have been basically no quarterbacks aside from taking one in 2020 when the Packers did. You know why it's prudent to take a quarterback when he becomes available? Because very rarely does a player as talented as Jordan Love fall into your lap. And the only reason it did, you want to know why it did? Because in 2020, a lot of really good quarterbacks. The only time you're going to have somebody that talented fall to you that late is because Joe freaking Burrow is in there, Tua Tungavailoa is in that draft, and Justin freaking Herbert is in that draft. That's the only reason. It was an incredibly talented quarterback class. Is the only If Jordan Love was in any of these other classes, we wouldn't have been able to touch him. So when a guy like Jordan Love falls into your lap, you take him. Especially when you have a declining quarterback who's disgruntled with the Green Bay Packers, doesn't like the ownership, and threatens retirement. Give me a freaking break. But anyways, the other interesting thing, um, as far as that whole butterfly effect, what would have happened if, you know... They did do that as far as Rodgers got hurt. They put in Love. What if Love played poorly? And then Rodgers did come back healthy. And then we he did play better. And we did get into the playoffs. And maybe did kind of okay. How differently would people feel right now? I'm sure there are some that would still say it's time to move on. And some that obviously would still be on the Rodgers needs to stay train. But I wonder how much it would sway things. We saw Love. He looked like garbage, right? That's what people would be saying, despite how unfair that would be in a small sample size. But that's what the narrative would be. And the media would be 100% in the other direction. Clearly, this Love guy can't play. And you're going to let this guy walk out the door? Why? You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Interesting to see uh, in hindsight. And it is funny to me. You look in hindsight at that Jordan Love pick and can still actually think it was a terrible pick. At this point... Reevaluate that one real quick. All right, we're having fun. Let's get going. Nate, what do you got for us, man? What's hey, going Dr. on? Eddie, what the hell is going on? I, uh, all, all these uh, all these free agents were supposed to be bears, right? Like uh, I, I heard reports like months ago from yeah. uh, from a bunch of people who were saying that uh, that was almost for sure thing that they were all going to be bears, you know. And then uh, right. even like Elton Jenkins, he was supposed to be a bear. What's going on? Um, I, I don't know. It's almost like Almost like people don't want to go there. Uh, almost like they suck. Hmm. Yeah, I don't Interesting. know. Um, maybe Interesting. some deeper analysis is needed, but wow, uh, that's my analysis. I ran the numbers, and uh, okay. it keeps coming out to the Bears are uh, equal to or lesser than suck. Huh. So, uh, yeah, go, Pat, go. Hold on, hold on. Ty, I would like you to crunch those numbers again. It's a program. There's no such thing. Just crunch them. Just crunch them, please. Did it help? So yeah, the uh, the math checks out. I um, surprised. I ran the numbers myself. I had Ty run the numbers for me. Um, yeah, so I dug up an article here. This is um, from Bear Digest over at SportsIllustrated.com, written by Gene Chamberlain. Free agents to watch for for the Bears. This was written December tenth, twenty twenty two. Number one on the list, and this was a big one, obviously, Commander's defensive tackle, Deron Payne. That was a done deal, man. That was a freaking done deal, 100% going to the Bears. And, uh, you know, turns out, as I said, I mean, I told them they're not going to let him go, right? Which I told them about Elton, too. But I I, I said, there's no way that's going to happen. And, of course, you're just a biased Packers fan. You're just a hater. No, I just... 
I can read stuff. You're just a hater. You're so blind with hate. We live rent-free in your head. I can write their tweets for them at this point. It's so boring. Then, number two, defensive tackle Javon Hargrave. Absolute freak show. Man, it makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, that defense was tough, bro. Bears go out and get Javon Hargrave. It's going to help a lot. And they have the money. What happened? He went to the 49ers. 49 I wonder why. I don't get it. Because according to Bears fans, and, and it's weird because they get the number one overall pick, which usually means you suck. Like you suck dung water through a straw if you have the number one overall pick. And you do it willingly. In fact, you suck it through a hose. Get that extra flow, you know. But anyways, according to Bears fans, free agents would love to go there. They're a young, up-and-coming team. Ryan Poles is, is the most stylish GM in the world, which matters. And Justin Fields has a six-pack and a million Instagram followers. So everybody's going to want to go there. And they have so much money. And when you have money, you can just magically make things appear. See, I'm a little, I guess I'm confused about Javon Hargrave not going to the Bears. Why would you choose the 49ers over the Bears? What, what would be like a single solitary reason? You know, like I can't think of one aside from the part where they have a really good defense and go to the playoffs and the Bears suck fat camel humps. I want to I want to take it there so bad. I can't though. It's after dark, but we keep it you know, we keep it PG-13ish, you know? Sucking camel humps. But that's all right. So what? So one guy who's one of the top guys, obviously, was the top guy, aside from the one that stayed. Um, he, he, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, anyways, number three, Elton Jenkins. Now, this one, I went back, it was hilarious, because I got into a, a heated fight about Elton Jenkins, and uh, within 30 seconds of this argument uh, concluding, Elton Jenkins signed with the Green Bay Packers. But I was told by completely unbiased Bears fans who were enraged by my bias, and obviously, I'm just so blinded by my stupidity and my and my bias that I can't see obvious information. And what I couldn't see is the Packers had no money, therefore they couldn't pay anybody, and also nobody would choose to stay in Green Bay with Rodgers leaving. Nobody would do that. Nobody would stay with Jordan Love, especially when they could go right down to the Chicago Bears, who are flush with cash and have Justin Fields. You know what's funny about that argument? If that's what you genuinely believe, how much does it suck that it didn't happen? Now, I think that that's flawed reasoning. But you know what? Let's just say you're right. Jordan Love is hot garbage, and this team is going to implode. And he couldn't make a fraction of the amount of money that you guys would pay him down there. And yet, and yet, he wouldn't go. What exactly does that say about you guys? Interesting, isn't it? Why would he stay? I was told that I was being biased and blind and I'm an idiot and I can't do math because you're supposed to believe that the Packers have no money and they're not able to do anything and all their stars are just going to walk out the door because we can't afford to pay them and we're just going to say, I'm so sorry, we're, we're broke, we can't pay you, you have to leave. And then they go, yes, I freaking hate it here, I hate the Packers, stupid Wisconsin Packer idiots, and Jordan Love sucks, and I can't wait to go play with Justin Fields. Like, this is how Bears fans envision reality. It's quite staggering. But no, the Packers had enough money, and they paid Elton Jenkins, who happily took the money. Hilariously, 
the Packers went to him, a guy that was a dominant right tackle for the Packers for like an entire year, and said, not only are we not going to give you top of market money, but we're going to pay you as a guard and then not pay you top of market money. And he says, sounds good, bud. Anything for you, Goot. Love you, bro. And Goot says, I know. Sign it. And that's what happened. All right. So, uh, you know, whatever. They didn't get uh, freaking, you know, uh, they didn't get any other guys, you know, and, and who's next on the list? Uh, Yannick Ngakwe. I don't know why he's on the list, but Yannick Ngakwe. Why not? Do we need some pass rushers? And why wouldn't he come here? Dude, we're going to get a new stadium. It's basically a freaking rocket ship. It is a spaceship, bro. You ever been to Mars? Sign up with the Bears and you will. You ever touched a rainbow? Was it kissed a rainbow? What was the thing? At Sabre, you will. Yannick Ngakwe, he's still a free agent, so maybe, maybe someday you can get somebody as talented. (laughs) Oh, Yannick Ngakwe is terrible. But number five on the list is actually a good football player and should be much higher up, and that is Mr. Pass Rusher Marcus Davenport, bro. This dude is a stud. They, they, They traded up. Uh, with the Packers and gave him a first-round pick to get this guy. He's a stud. I don't know why they're letting him walk out the door. Maybe it's because they're broke. Maybe it's because they're stupid. I don't know. But this dude is a good pass rusher. This guy would come to Chicago and put you on the map, bro. You got the money. You got the quarterback. You got the city. You've got everything. Everything, Bears fans. Young, up-and-coming, super cool GM. Wears sunglasses and pops his collar. He walks cool. Justin Fields has a six-pack and a million Instagram followers. Runs fast. Rocket ship. Let's go, Davenport. Let's go. Come on. We're going to run the north, son. And he says, good idea, and went to the Vikings. The Vikings. The freaking Vikings, dude, he went to. Do you know how many players they lost? You got Zadarius Smith begging to get off the team. He doesn't even want to be there. He's like, screw this place. It sucks here. I'm leaving. Everybody's leaving. He chose them over you. Elton Jenkins chose the Packers over you. Marcus Davenport picked the Vikings over you. Deron Payne picked freaking Washington over you. Javon Hargrave picked the 49ers over you. And then who's number six on your list? It's my favorite person on this list. You know who it is? Mike McGlinchey, dude, right tackle extraordinaire. Granted, he can't really pass block, but who cares? We're the Chicago Bears. All we do is run. It's a perfect, it's a perfect match. Match made in heaven. Mike McGlinchey, do you want a billion dollars? Yes or no? And he said, yes, I do. Do you want to come be a Chicago Bear? He said, yeah, I guess. And the Bears rejoiced and said, we freaking got one. They actually want to come here. I can't believe it. And then the Denver freaking Broncos said, hey, you want to come with us? And he's like, oh, thank God. Yes, please, please. I will take any amount of money. Just please let me come there. The Broncos. Do you know how much you have to suck? Do you understand the level of suck? That has to be just oozing from your stupid GM's face in order for Mike McGlinchey to flee the Bears and go to the Denver Broncos. 
I've never seen a joke funnier than the 2022 Denver Broncos. That doesn't include the Bears, but that goes without saying. It was hilarious. Every time I looked at it, I laughed. We're talking belly laughs. That place sucked. Hot garbage. Dude, Mike McGlinchey chose to play with Russell Cringe Wilson over Justin Fields. Think about that. Think about that, Bears fans. Six-pack and all. He went to go play with Dange Russ. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to go block for Dange Russ so he doesn't have to go to Chicago. He saw that as a lifeline. That was a freaking... That, that, that was, that was a, a lifesaver. You know, one of those little rings you throw out into the ocean? He grabbed that for dear life and screamed from the bottom of his soul, Paul! Paul! Oh, get me out of here! It sucks. Mike McGlinchey's going to play with Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. Gleefully, he's going to go do that. Anyways, who's next on the list? We're, we're, we're going to get one, dang it. Who's next? We're getting some. We got so much money. Bears are going to get everybody except anybody. But uh, anyways, Dalvin Tomlinson, another defensive tackle, right? Big boy. Six foot three, 325. Just a man eater, right? Just, just eating it up, man. You think you're going to run on Dalvin Tomlinson? I don't think so. We're getting them, baby. Spaceship, six-pack, pop collars, deep dish pizza, son? Dude, you know Dalvin wants some deep dish. 325? He looks like he could be 335 easy. We can get him there, too. You ever had that Portillo's chocolate cake? Dang. He's coming. I know it. I can feel it in my fr- Oh, nope, nope. He went to the Browns. He, he went to, uh, he went to Cleveland. To, to play with Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. With, with, with Deshaun Watson, he went to, to play with over there. So, uh, anyways, back to the list. What do we got? Uh, um, Patriots receiver Nelson Aguilar. There we go. There's a thing. There's a name. You still out there, you know? So, so far, there's still hope. We got Nelson Aguilar and Yannick Ngakwe. Boy, we're going to go on a tear with those fellas, huh? But uh, no no deal yet. So maybe maybe they'll come. You never know. Who's next on our list? We'll get somebody. Center Ethan Posick. There we go. We're going to get Ethan Posick. He's with the Cleveland Browns. Think about it. Who in their right mind? I mean, we're talking center. You really want Deshaun Watson's hands between your legs? I don't think so. Posick? Locked him up, man. Guaranteed, he's coming. No, what does that say? Browns announced the return of center Ethan Posick six hours ago. Wow. Okay, so he's going to stay there. Keep sticking his butt in Deshaun's face. That's what he's going to do because he doesn't want to go to Chicago. He could go to Chicago. He could be. He would be a starting center in Chicago. He could do it right now. All the money in the world. Chicago Bears are basically. I mean, uh, freaking. Ryan Poles is basically like King Xerxes right now. It's not the lash they fear. It is my divine power. That I'm a generous god. I can make you rich beyond all measure. I will make a warlord of all Greece. You will 
carry my battle standard to the heart of Europa. Your Athenian rivals will kneel at your feet. If you will, but kneel at mine. Right? I mean, he's, he's got it all. He's, he owns the whole world. He's got every dollar that exists in the NFL. And he's just going around trying to get a bunch of Leonidas's to kneel. I'll make you king, bro. Think about it. My field general. More money than you could ever imagine. If you will but come and kneel at my feet. And you're like, nah, I'm going to party with Deshaun Watson, actually. We're good. You know what? I'm going to hang out with Russell Wilson. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, uh, oh, I'm going to, oh, boy. I'm going to go to hang out with Russell. That's what I'm going to, that's that's my life. I'm going to hang out with, thanks a lot. Thank you, Bears, for sucking. Then the only other name on this list is Quan Alexander. Didn't get him either. He's still a free agent. But, you know, they they went out and got some, they overpaid for some linebackers and they got a guard. So, making moves. Could, could you get anything more or less consequential than those positions? I'm dead serious. Aside from special teams, if you had to list two of the least consequential positions in the entire NFL, what would they be? Maybe center, but I think center is a pretty critical position. I would put center ahead of guard. It's not tackle. I don't think it's tight end. It's certainly not wide receiver. Certainly not quarterback or running back. On offense, I would probably say it's guard. Defensive tackle, edge, corner, and safety, certainly more. Linebacker? I mean, it's in the conversation. So, two of the, and I'm not saying they're not important. Get me some good guards, bro, for sure. But linebacker and guard on the hierarchy of how important positions are have to be at or at the very least near the bottom. And in this massive free agent hall that they thought they were going to get, they're thinking best players in all of football, edge rushers, tackles. They're getting some serious wide receivers. They did get a wide receiver in a trade, but we're talking free agency. What did they do? Did they get a tackle? No. Did they get any edge rushers? No. Defensive tackles? No. They did get some running back that I've never heard of in my life, but whatever. Um, Any other wide receivers? No. Tight ends? No. Corners? No. Safeties? No. They got two linebackers, which I don't even know that they needed. They had a pretty good linebacker. They got two linebackers that they massively overpaid and then got a guard. Amazing. Amazing. And Ryan Poles? Masterful. The guy is a freaking genius. He really is. You know that? He's a genius because freaking Lovey Smith won that freaking game, gift-wrapped a first overall pick so that the Panthers could offer him a trade. And he says, okay, oh, oh, did you hear that? Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear? Th- what a genius, the way he said that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, we should probably sneak a third call in here. <laughs> Come on. Hey, Ryan, it's Dirty Mike. Hey. Uh, I'm on my way to work this morning, and I'm listening to your pod. And, and I'm thinking to myself, like, getting all up in my head about Aaron Rodgers, because I hate him so damn much. Oh, and boy. a thought creeps into my mind, right? Charles Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, they're all talking, trying to get Rodgers over there, right? Yep. Acting like they or, or Sauce is acting like he knows something before everybody else knows something, and all this stuff is happening. And here in the back of my head, I'm thinking to myself, why would all these guys be excited? You know, 
Rodgers is a great quarterback, let's say, for the Jets. But is he going to show up and, and actually, you know, participate in practices that are not mandatory? Is he going to give you his all? And then I was thinking to myself, you know what? See, that is exactly what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. See, Aaron Rodgers is such a narcissistic, spiteful little brat. And what's <laughs> going to happen is he's going to get traded to the Jets. And first thing you're going to hear is that he's playing ball with Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. And Garrett Wilson is talking to all oh, man. Yeah, we said he was throwing dots, but man, they, they was like bullseyes. And, and he's going to do the best and, and, and all this stuff. And, and here we are as Packers fans going to be sitting here saying, why the hell hasn't Rodgers shown up for any kind of non-mandatory stuff? Why wasn't he working with all the rookie receivers and all this blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Aaron Rodgers is comfortable in Green Bay. He got what he wanted here. And when he goes to the Jets, he's going to get what he wants if he wants to continue playing football. But he's going to have to listen and do what the Jets say. And then everybody is going to be like, well, why couldn't Rodgers listen to LaFleur? And all this stuff. And me and you, Ryan, are going to be sitting here saying it. We told you how long ago that Rodgers was done. My friend is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And since we beat them in the Super Bowl, he's been saying that Ryan, uh, that, that, wow, I almost just threw you in there. My bad. <laughs> uh, that Aaron Rodgers is completely full of himself. He's nothing but a stat whore, and that, that's all he does. Right? So, so here's the deal. Just be prepared to get mad. Okay. Patient, get mad. Right. Rodgers is going to spit on all of us because that's the kind of dirty, conniving, backwards, butt-headed, you know, logical thinking is going on here. He wants he wants to do what's right for him and school everybody that tries to put one over on him. Anyway, school your Aaron Rodgers. Let that go. So let, let me let me start by saying, if I had to guess, I would say he wouldn't show up to OTAs, but I, I wouldn't necessarily doubt it. I can't do it for tomorrow's podcast because that's done and recorded, but I, if you listen to what Greg Jennings said, I think he's 100% right. And we'll go through it probably, I guess, in two days. But one of the things he said at the end was about how Rodgers clearly has a chip on his shoulder. Pat McAfee, chip on his shoulder. A.J. Hawk acknowledged, chip on his shoulder. Rodgers didn't deny chip on his shoulder. In fact, he kind of flat out said it. You know what's really funny? You, you're right about all this. There's no question. The entire reason he's playing this year is because he's angry at the Packers. He flat out said it. He was going to retire. Then he heard the Packers are going to trade him. And he said, you know what? I want to play. Why? Why? Because he wants to show them. He wants the whole world to see that Aaron Rodgers can still play. And it was a horrible, horrible decision. He is. So you're right. He's going to be working out. He might go to OTAs. He absolutely might go to OTAs because the entire goal is to be the absolute best version of himself, which, again, as much as, oh, it doesn't matter. He knows it matters. And if he wants to show up and, and be that guy, then then he might do that. But I think he's going to be working out real hard. I think he's going to be training real hard. He's going to be getting in touch with all these young guys. He's going to be doing, I mean, I, I don't know to what extent, probably still not going to be going out to dinner together. The ultimate F you would be if you went to like sauce gardeners pool party or whatever, like taking pictures, throwing balls together. Like, yeah, we were, we were working out together all day, you know, and it's like August. 
we, we were throwing the ball around all day practicing, getting ready for the season. Now we're just chilling at the pool, having a pool party. Like, you piece of garbage. Um, no, but, but well, you know what else is funny? The way Jennings said that, and I think he's absolutely right, there is an itch that he needs to have satisfied, and the itch is F the Packers. And the, here's the reality. That's going to be really hard to do if you're a Jet. That's going to be really hard to do. Which is why... Brett Favre went from the Jets to the Vikings. He wanted to play the Packers. He flat out said it. I wanted to flip them the bird. I wanted to play the Green Bay Packers, and I wanted to show them, and I wanted to beat them. And that was Brett Favre. He, can't, he doesn't hold a chip. I mean, he, he can. He can hold a grudge, but not quite like Aaron Rodgers can. Maybe they're kind of similar. I don't know. Brett was, could be kind of that way, I guess. Didn't realize that until the end of his career. We always knew that about Rodgers. But um, it, it j- just for the first time, I'm thinking this might actually, I mean, we, we talk about how he's following Brett Favre's footsteps almost perfectly. And then you think, yeah, but he's not, he's not going to like go to the Vikings or whatever. We know he's not going to go to the Bears, but I don't know that we know he wouldn't go to the Vikings. Maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he just hates that place so much, but would he go to the 49ers? Would he go to somewhere else to try to stick it to the Packers? Would he go to the Lions perhaps? Is this a, a possibility? Because again, remember, the entire point of this is F you, Brian Gutekunst. Not necessarily F the fans. Maybe there's a little bit of I'm going to show you guys. I know he said I don't have it harbor any hard feelings, but he says a lot of stuff and then does the opposite. This entire thing is I'm going to show you. You don't believe in me. You want to move on. That entire spiel he gave which made almost no sense. Again, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We go through the interview talking about Ted Thompson and all the old guys. Like, what do you talk? What does that have to do with anything? It doesn't even make sense. Why are you bringing them up? He didn't provide any context. He's like, if you go back and look, uh, these guys were here. And then anyways, fast forward. And then this happened. Like, why did we go back? He didn't provide any context. Then he brings it up again later. And he brings it up in the context of, the new regime wanting to let him go, seemingly implying that if the older guys were here, they wouldn't do this. In other words, in his mind, this isn't a rational decision. The Packers are not doing the right thing. If Ted Thompson and those guys were still here, they would still hold on to me. The only reason they want to move on is because they drafted a young guy and they want their guy to, you know, he wants his guy to win. That's the whole thing. It's this bitter. He's not realizing that this isn't about that. It's just the right decision to move on. In his mind, this is personal. In his mind, this isn't about, I'm not the better player, and he's going to prove it. I am the better player. But again, is he going to be able to scratch the itch in New York? I mean, if he wins a Super Bowl, then sail off, but I don't think that's going to happen. We'll see if they can even win the playoffs. And I don't know exactly how this is going to work with his contract, but what if? You know, I mean, again, I think he was slacking off last year. I don't think he was working out as much. I think the reports about the Packers being pissed off because he showed up out of shape and everything are probably true. But what happens when he starts getting in the weight room and doing those squats again and actually taking this thing seriously and actually putting in the work? We saw what happened. He won freaking MVP two years in a row because he was pissed off about Jordan Love. Now he's pissed off again. So we're going to get pissed off Rodgers, right? But what if he can't scratch that itch? He can't let it go. Again, Two years he won MVP because of Jordan Love. He flat out said it. And again, almost his entire NFL career in Green Bay was an F.U. to the 49ers. 
Everything he did in Green Bay, all the wins, the championship, everything, it was the double bird off to the um, to the 49ers. And we kept hearing. We heard in uh, the article that was written by, uh, you know the guy, that for years he kept ribbing Mike McCarthy about the fact that he passed on him in the draft. For years he kept, like, poking fun at him, questioning his intelligence. He would not let it go for like a freaking decade with Mike McCarthy. I know they have a good relationship. I get all that. But it's very obvious to me that Rodgers would not forget that. Even if it's all in good fun, it's still at the front of his mind. You freaking doubted me. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to show everybody. You drafted that piece of crap before me. Granted, it's all love. I love that guy, and I love all you guys, but I'm just, just for the record, I'm going to make sure everybody sees it and everybody knows it. In love and harmony and peace, I, 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 I declare that I am the greatest, and I will freaking show the world, and you will watch as I do it. I will dance on your dreams, and you will pay to watch me do it. And again, we could say this is overly dramatic, but let me just reiterate for like the 15th freaking time. This guy essentially came out of retirement. He said on the Pat McAfee show, 90% he was going to retire. And the words that came out of his mouth is he doesn't want to do this crap anymore. He doesn't want to play football anymore. He's over it. He's tired of it. He's exhausted with it. He's broken. He's done. He doesn't want to play. He's not interested in the game of football anymore. And when he heard rumors that the Packers are talking crap behind his back and trying to make deals to move him, he got so pissed off, he changed all of his plans. He went in the weight room, lifted a little weights to see if his body could handle it, felt good and said, let's freaking go and said, I'm so pissed off. I'm going to go to the Jets. I'm going to show everybody. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that this guy gets so ticked off that, yeah, he shows up to OTAs. Yeah, he has a great season with the Jets. And I don't even think it's too too much of a, of a um, stretch to think that this year may not be the only year, that he may not feel the need to ride off. He might think that that's the case now, but his entire drive is I want to hurt Brian Gutekunst. I want him to suffer. And if the Packers are okay and the Jets aren't super great, he didn't really get to scratch that itch, and he may want to come back and do a head-to-head battle, or at least go to a team that's going to play the Packers at some point so he can look right in the face of Matt LaFleur when he's playing. He can look over to the sideline. He can look up in the booth where where uh, Brian Gutekunst is. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Why don't we take a quick break? We'll come back, and I will do my best to not talk so much and get through some more phone calls. I know I say that every time and fail, but we'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. 
Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. It is now day 65 in the hostage <laughs> crisis known as Rogers Gate. Aaron Rogers' demands now are, get me Mercedes Lewis, get me Alan Lazard, get me Randall Cobb, and I will release my <laughs> hostages. That's a funny so, way of putting that. Green Bay, I hope that uh, you can break your grip from him very soon. This is getting to be outrageous. Um, I'm about ready to call in uh, Liam Nielsen and uh, have him take some people out. Because this is getting ridiculous. I'm out. Yeah, so we didn't touch on it on tomorrow's podcast. We didn't get that far into the interview. But I know at some point he addresses how outrageous it is, the idea that he had a list of demands. All I'm going to say on the subject is there are going to be some semantics involved with this. But I think the chances are low that the Jets would have signed Lazard if it wasn't for Rodgers. Now... Again, I understand the offensive coordinator. He's worked with Lazard, so maybe that has something to do with it. But um, it is interesting when somebody reports that Rodgers has, and, and we can, again, we can squabble over the word demands, but somebody mentioned that Rodgers would like to have certain people, and then there are rumors about Randall Cobb and Lazard possibly going to the Jets, and then they sign Lazard. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, the way Rodgers phrased it is, hey, look, they called me and said, what do you think of this guy? And I gave him a glowing review, and that was it. That was my full involvement. It's like, well, okay, if you say so. Fair enough. Seems a little bit hard to believe that that's all that happened. But if that's if that's your story, then uh, I guess that's your story. Hey, Ryan, it's Seth. Hey, I am. Uh, I'm holding our new newest Packers fan moms here. Baby boy welcomed into the world last weekend. So All right. Pretty awesome sauce. Um, wanted to talk about the Roger stuff. My goodness, I thought by the time I got home from the hospital that we'd know <laughs> something. Guess not. Um, by the way, I hope that went well. Some of the best times of my life are those times in the hospital, alone with the wife and the baby. Just absolutely awesome. I mean, sometimes there's some stuff that happens and it can be stressful and it's always hard. I mean, the, the sleep is brutal. Um, you know, I, 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 I know it's slanderous to say that the, the dads have a hard time there because obviously the moms have a hard time, but let, let, let me put in a word for the dads here. It's rough. Those freaking couches, dude, they suck, right? Not comfortable. You're not getting any sleep. You're usually the one having to deal with the baby all the time. So I know what you went through. And it's, it is simultaneously a brutal, hellish process 
at the exact same time, it is the best freaking thing in the world. So I hope you had some time to enjoy it. And I hope you're having some time off from work to be able to enjoy the baby right now and enjoying the new family. So uh, just a shout out from all of us over here uh, to you and your family. I did see the reports where he's going, all these guys traded him like, you're going to have Garrett Wilson and all these young wide receivers sitting on the bench behind. Oh, man, it's just hilarious. I mean, so funny how everyone thought, you know, well, at least for the Jets, they have all these wide receivers. Oh, anyways, I thought that was hilarious. I yep. think I have a new trade proposal in mind, seeing all these reports of his wish list. Yeah. How about we trade Rodgers and our first-round pick to the Jets for Garrett Wilson? I wouldn't say no to that. Um, they don't need him. They have all Rodgers' buddies yeah, playing right. in front of him. <laughs> Since you're not going to use him anyways. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> Oh man, that would, uh, I'm trying to think if I would like that. I, I would be sad because in my mind we get 13 and 15 and now you're proposing we get neither. Um, however, Garrett Wilson, dude, that's pretty dope. I'm just saying, what if we do, we send you Rogers and we get 13 and you get fifth. So we'll give you Rogers and pick 15 and maybe we'll give you somebody else. I don't know, because it feels like it's a little bit still in our favor. But if we can get Garrett Wilson in 13, you know what I mean? Or maybe maybe we just forget it. Maybe maybe we just keep keep it, you know. So instead of you giving us 13 and a player, you keep 13 in your player, and we get Garrett Wilson. It's never going to happen, but, uh, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. But pretty sweet, man. Breaking news. Aaron Rodgers is a douchebag. <laughs> This is getting a little bit cray-cray, as my son would like to say sometimes. Yeah, they say stuff sometimes. I am so over this. I don't know what's holding it up. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe it's not him holding this up. But the list of demands and all this stuff that's coming out of who he's wanting to bring in, we've heard this song and dance before. And that's the other thing. He's already done this. Right, I mean, he's thrown fits about guys we've cut. He said he wants certain guys back. He he refused to come back to the Packers unless it included Randall Cobb, and yet he goes on Pat McAfee and is like, "It's ridiculous that anybody would think I would have a list of demands, dude. You literally demanded Randall Cobb come back, and you flew your own private plane out to Houston to pick him up and bring him into Green Bay. So I don't think it's ridiculous. I think it's." exactly what you usually do not even something you would do it's your it's your like modus operandi bro and packer fans uh jet fans welcome to a rod world yeah that's all i can say that was honestly that was my exact thought when i saw all these reports when i saw the quote-unquote list of demands when i saw all this stuff all i could think was it's your problem now you know i again Love Rodgers and everything he did and all that stuff. But this whole thing, as much as I love like the drama of it in the offseason and having something to talk about, it just feels like we can't possibly have a normal functioning football team because you're just constantly fighting with Rodgers and all these weird things he wants. You know, like all these players and just, it's just, it's, and plus it's just this constant pull of him like demanding. And if he doesn't get his way, then it's like this big thing of, how dare you not get, you know, the media gets involved and the Packers are holding him back and blah, 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 blah. And it's all this blown up stuff. And 
there, there's going to be a part where it's like, it would be kind of nice to fly under the radar a little bit, you know, where like, if we don't draft a receiver, nobody gives a crap. It's Jordan Love and Christian Watson and whatever, and we're going to draft some freaking pass rusher, and they'll be like, oh, good pick. Yeah, that was great. And then they're going to move on with their lives, and the Packers are going to be whatever they are, and it's just kind of like, yeah, maybe they should have a receiver. But it's not going to be like the biggest thing in the world. And then Rodgers sends these like sort of, you know, signals, like he says something that that you can kind of read between the lines and you can interpret it different ways, but it kind of feels like he's saying this and he's kind of taking shots at the GM. And it's like, you know, on one hand, again, I kind of like it. And on the other hand, it's like, geez, it's a lot, man. It's a lot to freaking deal with. And um, yeah, I couldn't help but smile and just think, well, you're going to learn pretty quick, Jets fans. You're going to learn exactly how this goes. So... Uh, I'm ready to wash my hands of this whole kit and caboodle. I just, uh, I'm just, uh, kind of just chattering my teeth right now because I want to know what we're getting for picks and I just want to speculate how we're going to move on and build a future Packers team around Jordan Love. So I'm, I'm just getting to the point where I just, I want to punch something. I'm out. I get it. It's frustrating, but answers are coming. Answers are coming, Garrett. Okay, I apologize, Ryan. I'm just letting my emotions really start to get to me. Uh, Is it just me, or is this potential migration of several Packers to another team the the largest that I can remember ever of so many players from one team going to another team. I mean, I can see one or two, yeah, but maybe four. Or well, we're not even done talking yet, so it could be it could grow into more than that. I mean, this is insanity. This is insanity. This is like watching all of my ex girlfriends <laughs> date a new guy. All of them dating just one new guy. Not a whole bunch of other guys, just yeah. one guy. I mean, and then that guy trying to convince you that there's that like it's it's just a coincidence, bro. You know, like if if that other guy was like your best friend, and he's like, dude, it's just a coincidence that all your exes showed up at my house, and like you know we had like a party and hung out, and now we're all dating together, and that's how that goes. Like it's just a coincidence. Like it could have been any it could have been any random four women in the world, and it just happened to be all four of your exes. So. Sorry about that, dude. I don't know if I could handle seeing so many Packers wearing a Jets uniform. Yeah. I could stomach seeing Rodgers go, but, man, Cobb and Mercedes Lewis, Alan Lazard, uh, but, oh, my gosh, this is getting ridiculous. I am just, uh, I just, uh, I want to puke. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me a ton. I mean, look, it's it's like I said before, and and you probably didn't hear the episode yet, but it just it just feels like it's going to be a clown show if they all go. And and either way, it's going to be kind of a mess because if they all go, then it's like okay, you took all these players that were kind of bad last year. I mean, I listen again. Randall Cobb is an awesome human being. Love that guy. Did a lot for the Packers. But just speaking in terms of where he is right now, that's he has not been a high quality receiver in what, like six years? 
It's been a long time. I mean, he was before he left the Packers. It was like two or three years of him not being super great. Then he went to the Texans for a while or whatever. And I don't know. I think it was just the Texans. I don't know. Then he came back and it's like, it's been a long time since that dude has been a top shelf wide receiver. Uh, Lazard was, you know, again, I like the guy and he seemed like he did a good job for us to some degree. He was never an elite receiver, but he had a bad year. It was bad. And the only thing he's good at, he was horrible at last year. And Mercedes, I like Mercedes, but he's not really a receiving threat aside from like a couple trick plays here and there. Good blocker for sure. Uh, good guy to have in your locker room, you know, leadership presence and all that kind of stuff. But if you're telling me the Jets are going to the Super Bowl because Aaron Rodgers imported all of the worst things from the Green Bay Packers to that offense and, you know, added Garrett Wilson minus Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and then add in the fact that we go from one of the better offensive lines to one of the worst offensive lines, and that's the team that's going to do it. And the thing is, even if like, well, yeah, but look at how much better the defense is. Well, okay, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. It certainly was last year, but let's just say it is. Even if their defense carries them, you think Rodgers is going to be flying high and smiling and high-fiving and freaking doing the gold zone and the belt and all that stuff? Like, is he going to get up from when he gets sacked and do a belt in the guy's face just because, like, dude, scoreboard, we have three, you have zero, suck the belt, boy. No, he's going to be pissed. He's going to be getting sacked and pressured. He's going to be making all kinds of bad decisions and throwing all kinds of picks. He's going to be all kinds of flustered. And what's and, and if those guys don't go over there, what's he working with? A bunch of new guys that don't know what Rodgers wants to do. He's going to have to te- Listen, Garrett Wilson's a good receiver, but he's going to have to learn all of Aaron Rodgers' stuff, just like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs did, and there's going to be some growing pains. And that's the only real good one on the team. I mean, there's decent wide receivers over there, but no top-tier wide receivers. So you've got Lazard, who knows what to do, but isn't super great. you got Garrett Wilson, who's like Christian Watson all over again as far as trying to figure out how to do stuff and um, a bad offensive line that also doesn't. And that's the other thing he's going to be making line adjustments and everything else. These guys don't know what the heck they're doing. That all, all this stuff takes time. Nathaniel Hackett has a big job on his hands and his job is essentially to teach these guys, Aaron Rodgers stuff. Remember that article that came out about all the hand signals and all that stuff. Everybody's got to learn all that stuff. The offensive line, the tight ends, the wide receivers, the running backs. Nobody knows nothing. You know how long it took for Aaron Rodgers to become, or Aaron Jones to become Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to become A.J. Dillon? Like these guys, it takes years. It takes time. It takes a lot of time and working with the guy to know what they're doing. Even A.J. Dillon, you know, that first year, it's a lot of like going up to him and asking him like, wait, what what do I do now? What's going on? And then he tells him, and he goes, and then after a year or two, it's like, all right, I get, I get it. Like, he knows where to stand. He knows who to block. He gets all that stuff. But not only does he have problems with just not having the talent, the offensive line and the receivers, especially if he's importing all of our old receivers, not only that, but then you've got all the growing pains of guys running wrong routes because they didn't see the adjustments and they didn't know that. And even the veterans, it doesn't matter that you're a veteran. You could be in the league for seven years. But you still don't know what to do with Rodgers' hand signals and adjustments. You have to learn it. It's year one of Aaron Rodgers' system. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's kind of funny. It's kind of ridiculous. The whole thing to me is just kind of ridiculous. And I'm 
Very interested because, you know, it's one thing to be elite Aaron Rodgers, but what did we talk about before? Elite Aaron Rodgers has to do with guys that are on the same page, right? It's it's that it's that mind meld. And I don't care how good his passes are if guys aren't where they're supposed to be. And that's when he gets really messed up. He wants to basically just no look a pass down the field. Like, I just know where he's going to be, but he doesn't trust him. He doesn't trust that he's going to be there. And if he wants to go there and the guy runs the wrong route, now, now Rodgers just breaks down mentally. He's like, oh, crap. He was supposed to cut in, and he didn't. He's still running straight, that freaking idiot. And now he starts doing that happy dance in the in the pocket and rushing around. You see guys open, and he's, his eyes have dropped, and he's just running around in circles like a chicken with his head cut off. And then he gets sacked, and he gets up, and he spikes the ball, and he starts screaming at the guy down the field because he didn't run the right route. And then they show the replay, and you see three guys running open. And Roger's like, well, I don't give a crap about them. I wanted him to cut in, and he didn't do it. And if he would have, he would have been open. And he didn't do it because he's a freaking idiot, and I can't stand this guy. da 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 we know how this works or maybe everybody will just understand everything and it'll be perfect i don't know but it's hard to imagine based on everything we've theorized about everything we know about aaron Rodgers, the offense everything that's right and everything that's wrong especially with Devonte leaving really seem to illuminate some things about what make the offense go and, and whatnot and what makes aaron Rodgers tick Devonte ain't out there and it's not just a skill thing it's a me and aaron Rodgers are 100 percent on the same page thing how many years did it take Devontae to get on that page, to get to where Devontae was? And again, it's not just a skill thing. One year? One year with the Jets? I don't think so. Should have went to the Raiders, man. Hey, Ryan. Hey. It's Fan here. Hey, Fan. What happened to 1265? My first day at work yesterday. Hey, new job. All right. Holy, you know what? Uh-oh, what happened? That was the longest. The longest yeah. onboarding I have ever been a part of. Yeah. It was all day long. Right. All day. We got a shop tour. That was like the highlight of the day because you actually got to get up out of the classroom and walk around the production floor and see all these big machines and robots. And that was pretty cool. Nice. You should go get a job at the VA. It's a full week long. Yeah, five full days of sitting in a classroom and learning about VA values and whatnot. But outside of that, it was just sitting there listening to an HR person and watching uh, PowerPoint yeah. presentations. It's brutal. Oh, it was so exhausting. Sitting in a classroom all day just sucks. No wonder why I didn't make it through college. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I'm the same way. So today was day two. Yep. And um, I had about an hour again in the classroom oh, there you go. just to show me my Paycom app, which apparently would how they do everything, huh. benefits and pay and vacation. So I sat through all that. Sure. And it's important, I, though. Finally. You want to learn about pay and vacations. If there's any part you want to pay attention to, that's the one. Finally got to actually start my job. Yeah. Thank God. Right. So that part of it was okay. Good. Just learning their system. Right. Entered some invoices already. Did an AR batch run. Woo! So yeah, it's pretty big first, kind of second, first day. Let's go. Batch yeah. runs, baby. Uh, bonus yesterday, they brought in lunch for the training. Nice. What'd you it get? It was me and four people that were working in production on second shift. So nice. More for you. Actually, 80% of that stuff was meant for them, and I still had to sit through it, which sucked. Yeah. But um, What'd you get? today, Chicken wings? my boss in our department went out for lunch because it was my first, second, first 
day, day yeah. with the team. Okay. So tomorrow I got to bring mom lunch. Oh, well. Huh. All is good. Okay. Uh, oh, we're still waiting on Aaron Rodgers, huh? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, Longer we wait, the more I think he's going to retire. I don't think he wants to go to the Jets. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Let's, uh, let's hear what 1265 has to say. You've got to be freaking fracking kidding me. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Aaron is a... God, you know what? I thought I really thought he was going to be better than this. Yeah. I really thought he was going to be better than this. He hasn't said a thing, yet he's letting Pat McAfee say that he provided the Jets with a wish list of free agents. Well, just make the freaking announcement already. I get it. My friggin' Lord, help yeah. us all. I get it. I, what? He is a... Ugh. I mean, maybe this is his test to the Jets. Well, if you get these guys, or at least three of the four, then maybe, just maybe I'll say yes. What the hell is that? I understand. Sorry, not sorry. I'm sick of the bullshit. Yeah. This is what you do? This is what you do. Everybody's waiting on you, and this is what you do. Really? No, really? <sighs> All right, then. Thanks for listening to me, Ben. Goodbye. That's what this is, man. It's therapy. This is just therapy. You call in, you get it off your chest. So, again, kind of a tomorrow thing, but, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers did his thing with Pat McAfee and um, said that this has been essentially done, at least on his part, since Friday, which, of course, we were told the opposite. Everybody said that that's not true. In fact, Matt Schneidman of The Athletic said about within an hour of him going on, I want to say it was like 1130 when he went on at noon and said that according to the Packers, he still has not told them anything. And that is such a weird thing to me. You know, I don't want to go through it all again here because I'm going to go about around, go on about it tomorrow, but that's such a weird thing. Like who's telling them and, and not just Schneider, everybody, everybody, the only person that said that this is a done deal was Trey Wingo, who found out through the grapevine. Every single official source that talked to the Jets and the Packers both said no deal. And again, I'm thinking, well, that's that's the team sources just saying we want to keep it quiet. But Rodgers just went out and, and aired the whole thing out. So why would the Packers tell Schneidman 30 minutes prior to him going out and telling the truth, unless it's just a courtesy again, that no, there's no word, but where is this coming from? And I forgot who it was. Somebody had theorized on Twitter if it was Goose or what, but um, that they wouldn't be surprised if this is actually the first the Packers had heard about it. And and one one I guess I'll just say it. One of the things I said is maybe you know because we're kind of nitpicking things here. The statement that was given to Schneidman is Brian Gutekunst has not heard from Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Gutekunst hasn't heard. Maybe Rodgers told the Jets and Gutekunst heard through the grapevine and they're kind of being slightly petty and saying, he hasn't talked to me. I haven't heard word yet, even though they kind of know and are proceeding as follows. There's still the official word is Rodgers has not contacted me. And that wouldn't be surprising because Rodgers is obviously very clearly pissed off at Brian Gutekunst. That's quite obvious. So did he actually get on the phone and say, hey, Brian, man, love you. I'm going to be heading over here. I don't know. But it's such a weird thing. So I'm actually really interested to see 
moving forward because you know Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, Matt Schneidman, all these guys are going to go right back to their sources and say, what the F, dude? Especially Schneidman. 30 minutes prior to him going on, I asked you, did he tell you anything? You said no. What's going on? So I'm curious to see what's going on. And I don't know if we're going to get an answer, but I'm just kind of curious. Like, how does this unfold from here? What is Gutekunst going to say about that? Like, why are people reporting that nothing was happening, but yet Rogers said it had? Like, was it actually Friday? Is that true? And who knows? Maybe he'll just say to, to not rock the boat. Yeah, we, we found out on Friday. Maybe he's going to say, I didn't hear anything on Friday. I don't know. I'm just, I'm very interested because obviously we heard Aaron Rodgers' side of it, which is the only thing that we know, but it's so weird that again, the Jets and Packers are both saying Rodgers hasn't told us anything, which again, previously I theorized they're just telling the, the media to, to F off because we want to coordinate how we release the information. But the Packers and Jets didn't release their information yet. They're still staying quiet. And Aaron Rodgers just blasted the whole thing out there. So the whole coordinated thing doesn't seem to be working right now. So I'm, I'm still confused. Anyways, I'm going to leave it at that for now. You guys have a great rest of your night, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.